in today's show, we look at injuries around the NBA, including a big one in Washington. Chris Daspozingas, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbooks, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk injuries, go through all 30 teams. So, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Hawks. Thankfully, there's not much happening there. It's Nyekara Kongwu dealing with a hamstring injury. He is already tw- trending towards a drop with Clint Capella getting the starting job back. Kongwu played only 24 minutes last game. He could be a hold, but if he does have to miss a game with this injury, and we'll find out that he's playing Monday, um, no problem with dropping him. Like The value is there when Capella, Capella is out and limited. Capella played 24 minutes last game, 27 the game before that. The limits aren't really as there for Capella. So if you needed to move on, if Onyeka has to miss time, no problem. Boston, a few more injuries. Hopefully, there's nothing too significant here. Marcus Smart's probably the major one to worry about. He's been ruled out of Monday. I'd be pretty surprised if he played on Tuesday. Brogdon's out Monday for personal reasons. That's not a long-term thing. But with Smart out, with Brogdon out, we go with Derek White as a short-term option, especially with the three games in four nights coming up. Maximum Derek. They also haven't ruled Rob Williams out yet. He hyperextended his knee on Saturday. It is a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. I'm going to be absolutely floored if Rob Williams plays on Monday after injuring himself Saturday, and it's a back-to-back. I'll be stunned if he played, um, but I think there is a real chance that he plays. He might miss both Monday and Tuesday, but he'll be back Thursday would be my guess if he does happen to have have escaped serious injury here. So we're looking at Grant Williams with the back-to-back. We're looking at Derek White with the absences of Smart and Brogdon. Um, But otherwise, maybe Peyton Pritchard in deeper leagues, maybe Luke Cornett in very deep leagues. But these, hopefully, are only short-term situations. It's not a short-term situation in Brooklyn, but the only injury they have at the moment is Kevin Durant and his MCL. And as we've seen, it's really hard to get a replacement. Warren, Curry, Harris, O'Neal, they've all had their moments. Warren, less so. I wouldn't bother with Warren or Curry or Harris in 12-team leagues. I would stream them in if necessary for threes and Warren more for efficient scoring. O'Neal probably is more of a 12-team league guy to hold and have on your team, but he's prone to stinkers as well. But he's the priority guy there, but nothing has much changed. So we've talked about that. Basically, every day that the um, Nets have played without KD, the Charlotte Hornets, well, 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 LaMelo Ball is questionable, not doubtful, questionable with this ankle slash wrist problem that he is dealing with. That, that injury looks significant. Apparently, it's not. So they have a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. I would be fairly surprised if Mello plays in both of those games. So we do keep holding Dennis Smith until we know that LaMelo is back. Even if Mello plays Monday, I would hold Smith through Tuesday. And then I would drop after that because it does appear that at the very least, LaMelo Ball will be back playing Thursday. Kelly Oubre remains out with a hand injury. And Kobe Martin, Cody Martin, sorry, we're doing the doubtful dance again. 
Second time this season for him. Three straight games missed already with doubtful tags. Um, he's going to be listed doubtful. He is listed doubtful again on Monday. His absence helps Jalen McDaniels. It helps Gordon Hayward. It helps yeah, deeper league guys like Bryce McGowan's or maybe even JT Thor. But we're not looking at... Yeah, McDaniels can maintain 12-team value, but with Haywood and Ball, and they both play, McDaniels would be a 25-minute guy, not a 30-minute guy. And that does take him, I think, out of must-roster 12-team territory. And then when Cody Martin plays, whenever that is, that really impacts Jalen McDaniels and doesn't make him anywhere near that 12-team league option, unfortunately. For the Chicago Bulls, Nothing really going on there. We know Lonzo's still out. And no, he doesn't need to be held in an IL slot. I don't think he's playing this season. Javante Green's probably three weeks away from his knee issue, which does help solidify Pat Williams and Derek Jones for deeper leagues. But Gordon Dragic, the iron shoulder, he's appeared on the injury list with an illness. That just, if he doesn't play his 10 minutes or so, goes to Kobe White, goes to Alex Caruso, ups their stream value, but doesn't make them strong ads or anything along those lines. In Cleveland, I'd love a little bit more information on Don Mitchell. He's done. He's good. He has a groin strain, apparently, but he's missed the last three games. I think he was questionable for all of those games, but he's questionable again on Tuesday. Um, like, I guess we expect a return here, but a groin strain, as we've seen it, should be a two-week absence. I don't know why teams won't just rule him out. Is it the, the conspiracy theory of trying to get more all-star votes? That's possible. For Mitchell, with him out, we just keep rolling with um, Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. And we hope that Mitchell comes back soon, but we don't know. Dylan Windler, yeah, I, I don't know if he's ever going to play with this ankle problem. It's been ongoing all season. He hasn't played a game, and he hasn't been good when he's played, really, in previous seasons. Christian Wood, the crucifix. He's dealing with this thumb issue, they said, at least a week. Um, yeah, that's that's fair enough. We might get him back, but that'll. I don't think he's going to play this week. I'd say we look at next week for Woody returning. With him out, there hasn't been a clear winner. There's more minutes for Josh Green. There's more minutes for Dwight Powell. There's more minutes for Bullock. There's more minutes for Finney Smith. And I don't look at any of those guys and go, yeah, yeah, I want him in a 12-team league. Like, I, I just don't. I just don't see that happening. They can be options in 12-team formats to stream. I think the bigger winner is Tim Hardaway because he's just going to get more minutes and more usage. Of course, he can brutalize your field goal percentage, and that's never pleasant. But there's not a clear, clear must-grab player. Muxy Kleber, we thought he'd be done for the season. He claims. He claims he's going to be back for the All-Star break. I'll believe it when I see it. But if he does, that impacts you know, your Dwight Powell's. It maybe even impacts Christian Wood because Kleber is a significantly better defender than Wood. And Jason Kidd, prior to Kleber's injury, did lean on Kleber more than Wood at times. Or that kept Wood from being a 33-minute player and pushed him to a 29-minute player. So it's something to watch. It's not something to worry about, but it is something to um, watch. For the Denver Nuggets, you don't get to say this very often, but Nikola Jokic is dealing with a hamstring injury and he's out, missed the last two games. It doesn't appear too serious, but they have a back-to-back -back Tuesday, Wednesday, so I guess there is a chance for him to sit one of those ones. With him out, Zeke Nagy has been the stream, but this is not a long-term situation. Maga Porter Jr. missed the game on Sunday for personal reasons. It was an issue with his brother and a uh, an automobile accident. Um... So I don't know when he's going to return. Obviously, we just give that boost to Bruce Brown pretty clearly. Brown is a must-roster player um, while these guys are out and, and probably moving forward. And of course, there's Peyton Watson um, and Colin Gillespie who have been out basically the entire season. And I don't think they're going to have much of an impact there for fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio. The NFL playoffs are here. Really excited about the new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America Fangio. And if you're new to Fangio, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun 
and easy. New customers, join today to get started with a $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanjul.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Now, I've been looking at all the NFL odds recently, but today I'm going to look at the NBA championship odds. And at this point, the Celtics are favored pretty clearly, followed by the Bucks. And interestingly, the third favorite is a tie between the Nets and the Nuggets. Somehow, the Warriors are in fifth spot. I don't think that's a great bet. And the Grizzlies are in sixth spot. Very interested in the Nets there at plus 800 and the Nuggets at plus 800. That seems like really good value considering how good they've been all season. So all of that you can check out over at FanDuel on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So sports fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the Pistons. Few injuries here. Isaiah Stewart is dealing with that shoulder again. That's the wrong button. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. With Stewart out, you get a little bit of extra from Nerlens Noel, or you get a little bit of extra from Hamadou Diawa. There's no guarantee that Noel comes in and plays 20 minutes. So don't feel you need that. Because in the games that Noel played, it was because Duran and Stewart were both out. And in game where Duran was out and Stewart played, we just didn't really get Noel, and who's dealing with his own knee issue as well. So he might be an option, but I think they might go small with Diallo. Killian Hayes has also appeared on the injury report with a shoulder concern. Here's a hold. If he is out, they will play Corey Joseph, disgustingly, but they will. And it will help Jaden Ivey, probably, and Alec Burks get a few more shots as well. So Burksy would become a 12-team league stream option if Hayes is out. Alec Berg. Wouldn't feel great about it, but it would become an option there. Uh, Marvin Bagley is still multiple weeks away, like four weeks away, I'd say, after his hand surgery. And of course, we are definitely not doing anything to wait for Marvin Bagley. For the Warriors, they're pretty clean. It's just Andre Iguodala and Jim Wiseman. Iguodala with a hip and Wiseman with an ankle problem. That's a 10-minute-a-night roll, 15-minute-a-night roll for Iguodala. It's a zero-minute-a-night roll for James Wiseman. This doesn't impact fantasy at all in the slightest. Let's talk about the Rockets, though, because there is one here, and that is Kevin Porter Jr., Cousin Kev, who's out for at least a week with that foot issue. Maybe he returns on Saturday. I would think it's more likely 1st of February against the Thunder. That's the week after that he returns. With him out, we're adding KJ Martin. He is the beneficiary there. The other injury, which we don't know the severity or the long-term nature of it, is Jabari Smith Jr. Now, Smith missed the Saturday game. He's officially questionable for Monday. And if Smith misses, we add Tari Eason. If Smith plays, we drop Tari Eason. Eason will only play 20 minutes if Smith plays. If Smith is out, he'll play 27 to 30. And that makes him useful. KJ Martin is the winner of the, both of these guys being out. And KJ Martin can maintain value when Jabari returns. And then Tate and Eason fight over the scraps at the back end. So Martin's your priority because you get a week out of him. Eason might be an option today if Jabari Smith is out. For the Pacers, we might be getting a return of Tyrese Halliburton by the end of this week. Maybe start of next week, around that beginning of February, I would guess, for Halliburton, who's dealing with the elbow and knee. He claims his knee is fine. It's just his elbow they're waiting on now. With him out, it's obviously been Timothy John McConnell, who's been the, the, the star here. He is obviously a must-roster player. 
Nempard is dealing with an illness. He hasn't even hit 30 minutes the last three games. It's one of those weird situations where he was playing 30-plus minutes, the guy next to him gets injured, and now he plays fewer minutes. Again, hard to make sense of a lot of what Rick Carlisle does with rotations. I still think Nempard is okay to hold in 12-team leagues for the rest of this week, but when um, uh, Halliburton's back, there's no value in, in Nempard moving forward, and there's probably no value in McConnell when Halliburton's back. We've seen this story play out for weeks and weeks and weeks that those guys weren't must roster guys. So don't think just because TJ's turning in big performances now that he's going to maintain a 27-minute-a-night role as we move forward. I don't think that's possible. I mean, it's possible. I don't think it's likely. That's more accurate. For the Clippers, we've still got the duck, Luke Kennard, dealing with this calf problem. His return does create issues because what does it mean for Norman Powell? What does it mean for Terrence Mann? What does it mean for Bob Covington, who played 21 minutes last game? Of course, before we get all excited about Covington's last game, he played seven minutes the game before that. So to say that his minutes are unreliable is an understatement. As for Canard, we're obviously not adding him, but it's just another guard to add into the mix that can impact Powell and Mann and Batum and Jackson and all of those players. Um, Powell is the guy that's winning out at the moment, but we know he needs 30-plus minutes and decent amount of shots to maintain strong value, and that's not always going to be the case that's there for him because he just doesn't do anything else. John Wall is out for probably a week or so more with that abdominal injury. That pushes Reggie Jackson back into the rotation, but they're all just a mess, and we don't need to worry about them in most fantasy leagues. For the Lakers, we could be getting Anthony Davis back this week. In fact, all of these Lakers players might return this week. I would say there's a chance that Davis is back Saturday against the Celtics or maybe Monday against the Nets next week. Um, Austin Reeves could also be on a similar timeline. So could Lonnie Walker the fourth. Hello. And then you've got Rui Hachimura, who's going to have to, the trade's official. He's going to have to come in, get a physical done. Maybe he plays in the Wednesday game against the Spurs or else he would return or make his debut on Saturday as well. So all the, the, you know, the value, Tom Bryant was great last game, but it's not going to last. Troy Brown's been useful. It's not going to last. Dennis Schroeder has been maybe useful, maybe not. It's not going to last. Everything about the Lakers is going to change. Yes, you can stream in a Schroeder. You can stream in a Troy Brown. You can try Tom Bryant in the short term while these guys are out. But honestly, by the end of the week, you're going to have Davis Reeves, Hachimura, and Lonnie probably all back or all playing. And that's four rotation pieces in there. So minutes, roles, usage are all going to switch. And it's really hard. So like, if you don't want to add... If Tom Bryant's on your waiver wire, you don't have to sacrifice everything to get him. You don't have to go, man, I need Schroeder, I need Beverly. Um, even like a Hachimura, as I detailed on the trade show earlier today, that I'm not massively interested in his value because there's all these guys are going to return about the same time. And that's going to put a bit of a clamp on the overall upside there. In Memphis, it's a back-to-back. So, of course, Ja Morant has to appear on the injury report. He's dealing with ankle soreness, while Steve-O Adams is dealing with knee soreness. Just fire up your Tyus Jones for today. Fire up your Brandon Clark if Morant or Adams are out, respectively. But otherwise, they are clean injury-wise. For Miami, they're actually clean, apart from guys that don't really matter that much. Duncan Robinson still probably two to three weeks away with a finger injury. Nikola Jovic, little chungus, is two to three weeks away with that back issue. Omer Yurtseven is probably a month away with the ankle surgery. But these are guys who are not even guaranteed rotation players anyway. Kyle Lowry is back. He played 30 minutes last night. Butler's playing. Uh, Hero's playing. Caleb Martin's there. Everyone else is playing. The rotation guys are all there. And these guys don't actually matter that much for fantasy. These guys in Milwaukee do matter. And it's Giannis, who is likely to return today. And it's Chris Middleton, who is likely to return today. So that's awesome news. I think Giannis will play basically his usual minutes here initially. He'll still sit some back-to-backs moving forward. I think Middleton won't hit 30 minutes for another week to 10 days, would be my guess. And he starts slow and ramps it up. If you can hold him in IL for a day or two, do it. 
But if he is on your waiver, I absolutely grab Chris Middleton. This is going to have a real impact on Bobby Portis, on Joe Ingles, and on Pat Connaughton. Portis will remain rosterable. Ingles and Connaughton, who were barely 12s anyway, they move away from that. And Grayson Allen moves back into that 14-team league discussion uh, as these guys move forward. I think Ingles can have some 12-team value at points, but it is just getting a little bit squishy. For Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns. Well, so the report was grade two ankle, uh, calf strain, and we all saw it. We went, oh, that's that's good news. And he were, he just came out and said, no, that's bullshit. Like, no, it was a grade three tear, which is like a three-month thing. So Towns is not coming back at any point soon, I wouldn't think. I There's almost no way to me he is back before the All-Star break. Um, I just can't see it. Grade three tear is a long time. People have asked, do I drop Carl Anthony Towns? If you don't have an IL slot, it's really hard to hold because this is a guy that's probably not back until the end of February. Can you deal with it? I, I can't answer that question for for you. What I can answer in this situation is I'm not automatically saying, are you crazy? Don't drop him. So that should give you an indication. And yeah, the flip side of that is, yes, you have to consider it depending on your individual circumstances. Normally, if it was an injury where he was out three weeks and you said, can I drop him? I go, are you all right? Like, what is wrong with you? But in this situation where it's been months, it still might be another month to six weeks. And you might be in a situation where you're floundering. You don't have an IL slot. You've got two other injured guys. You've got Ananobi. You've got Porzingis. And they're both going to come back before Towns. You might need to move on. All right? So I can't answer that for you, but I can tell you that you're not crazy for considering it. It's bad news. It's bad news that we got the fake injury report as well from wherever that was leaked from. And that Towns had to come out, albeit six weeks later, to tell us, no, it was fake. We knew that. We saw that injury. We go, that's bad. That's, is that a season ender? That could be. And then we hear, oh, no, it's six weeks. I remember when he came out four to six weeks, I said, there's no way. My thing was four to six weeks is no way. Six to eight. Let's look six to eight. And even that was on the low side. It's going to be more, right? And this just means we keep rolling with Kyle Anderson. With Gobert, when he returns, we drop Nas Reed, the Wizard of Noz. If Gobert is out, we keep going with Noz in that situation. Jordan McLaughlin's out for a long time here with his calf issue. Probably more weeks for him. That means that Jalen Noel, Austin Rivers, um, Torian Prince get a little bit of a boost there. Bryn Forbes is dealing with an illness, and Prince himself is dealing with an ankle problem. He is very limited in terms of 12-team value. He doesn't have it. But the Pelicans, ugh, Jesus Christ. Really, are we, are we ever getting this guy back, Brandon Ingram? The worst toe in the history of the world. The expectation for me is Saturday against the Wizards. But who knows, man? like I was expecting before Christmas. I don't know what the injury is. I don't know what the problem is. I know that I'm frustrated, but maybe we get him back Wednesday. It's also getting towards the end of the initial three-week evaluation period for Zion Williamson and his hamstring. Three weeks, it was a fair time frame. I think that we don't get Zion back until maybe end of next week. So around that 4th of February would be a decent guess, I think, for Zion. So Trey Murphy's value sticks. Najee sticks, although I think Najee's will drop. when he, like He's got a toe injury as well. But Najee's will drop when Ingram returns, whereas Trey's can stay higher. And then you've got guys like, um, with Najee out, you've got Dyson Daniels and, and stepping into that role with some value. Larry Nance also played well last game. It's really hard to know what's going to happen with him game to game. Always uh, fine to take a flyer on, but also fine to, to cut bait or not worry about it in those situations. The New York Knickerbockers, couple of injuries there. Emmanuel quickly. Last time we did this, they had no injuries. Quickly's dealing with knee soreness. He missed Sunday. I wonder if it's because he played 48 minutes a game for a bit of time. Um, maybe he plays on Tuesday. With him out, you've got Fournier playing 20 minutes, a little bit of extra for McBride, um, a little bit of extra for Grimes, who's really struggling a little bit at the moment, Grimey. 
Um, then Mitchie Robinson, who's probably three more weeks away. Jericho Sims is the replacement there, not Hartenstein. You just made the list. Not Toppin. It's Sims. He has some value if you're looking for big man numbers. For the Oklahoma City Thunder. Still only the two injuries on that list. Jeremiah robinson Earl with an ankle and Alexei Pokashevsky with his fractured leg. robinson Earl maybe next week. I don't think he's a 12-team ad. I wouldn't bother with it. Maybe he's a 14-team leaguer. And I actually don't think that it impacts someone like Bronco Jalen Williams very much at all. Poku might, but I think Jalen Williams has established him, himself enough to be the fourth guy on this team. Sorry, the third guy on this team. Pretty clearly. I think he is pretty clearly established in that role. So I'm not worried about those guys coming back. And we're just going to have the Kenrich Williams, Pig Williams, Mike Muscala, Darius Baisley, Eugene Omari, Aaron Wiggins, nonsense center rotation where Kenrich can maintain some value as a 14-team league player. For your Orlando Magic. You'll notice Lord Voldemort is not on this list anymore. That's because Jonathan Isaac is completely healed. He is completely healed. 900 days later, but he is completely healed. And he is ready to go. Watching what his role is and how he looks is must-see TV for Monday. My position on John Isaac is totally clear. If you've got stash ability in a weekly league, in a roto league, fine. I think it's going to take a long time to get there. And I don't think he's pushing 25 minutes at all this season. And in a head-to-head league, holding on to a 17-minute-a-night player for four or five weeks might sink you. Like it might kill you, and I don't think I would bother. I understand his overall upside. I also understand it's been three years and other players are now ahead of him. All right? My position is clear. It's not hating. It's not anything like this. I know what he used to do. I also know that last time I saw him do that, COVID wasn't a real thing. All right? It didn't exist. No one had heard of it. That's when Isaac did this. So that's how far back we're talking. And Franz Wagner wasn't there. And Wendell Carter wasn't there. And Paulo Banquero wasn't there. And Bol Bol wasn't there. Yes, Isaac's a better player than Bol. But you know my thoughts on that. Jumra KK is still out with a knee injury. When he returns, I don't think he's going to play. I think there's too many guys in front of him as well. Philadelphia. Yes, James Harden and Joel Embiid missed last game. I don't think that's a worry. They're just having extended rest after a, uh, a road trip. This team is actually flying. I think they'll be fine. There's no other injuries there. Phoenix does have some injuries, but players are returning. DeAndre Ayton's dealing with an illness. Bismack Biombo and, and Jock Landale, they're splitting those minutes. No real clear ad. I would lean Biombo over Landale, but I wouldn't feel great about it. Devin Booker, ooh, it's not great for Booker. I think we're still probably two to three weeks away because, you know, four minutes on Christmas was worth it. Maybe it's not even all-star break for Booker. That's the real worry here. I would love if Landry Shamet could be healthy and we could get him to shoot 35%, but do it on enough shots to be a Tim Hardaway type player, but he's injured as well. So when he comes back, he's at least worth looking at for a punt field goal scenario, Landry Shamet. Um, campaign, I think he's going to miss the rest of this week, but Chris Paul's back, so the opportunity for Payne to step up is not there. So we don't need to worry about adding him. And then Jay Crowder still you know, requesting a trade because he's too good for this team because he didn't like being benched and he didn't like not getting a contract extension and he doesn't like how Monty Williams treats him and he doesn't like the Phoenix weather and he doesn't like... I don't know. I don't know what he likes. I don't know what he likes. And to be honest... I don't care. You're not good enough, Jay, for me to care about. So let's move on to the next team. The Portland Trailblazers. There's only one guy out there. It's Justice Winslow. The next guy going to be out is going to be their coach because he's going to get fired. But Justice Winslow with an ankle injury. When he returns, there's impacts on Peyton. There's Little. There's Sharp. There's Hart. I think Sharp might get taken out of the rotation. In fact, I think there's going to be some pretty big shakeups in Portland because honestly, they stink. 
For Sacramento, Chemezi Metu, the only guy in the injury report. He had a, uh, a leg injury. They said it's a bone bruise. He's officially questionable for Monday, which is pretty crazy to me with a bone bruise and an injury that didn't look that great. Like, if he's out, Rashawn Holmes takes the minutes, but this doesn't matter for the vast majority of fantasy leagues. For the Spurs, it's only Devin Vassell, who I don't think is worth holding through this injury because I think it's going to be really slow to return and limited minutes and no back-to-backs, and he's still you know four or five weeks away would be my guess after this surgery. One that has cropped up there in Toronto is the Jedi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. OG Ananobi with an ankle problem. He missed the um, game on Sunday. With him out, we can stream Precious Achua, but they don't play until Wednesday, so I don't think Achua is worth a grab now for that short term or you know, waiting to see whether OG plays. Delano Banton's dealing with a hip problem. We don't really care too much there. Kelly Linick. Still out in Utah. That's the only injury. Another week at least here for Linux. We knew it was going to be a pretty bad one. If you need to drop Kelly Linux, there's absolutely no worries with dropping him. The value that he he has um, been giving has been great, but I still think he's a way away from returning. Walker Kessler's must roster, and I don't believe I don't believe that Kelly Linux return impacts Walker Kessler that much. I don't think it impacts him much at all. Malik Beasley's a guy that's stepping up with Olenek out a little bit for Sexton, but Beasley's probably the stream option with Kelly out, as we have seen. And then in Washington, I know the, the guy's on the thumbnail, and I know it's the big injury, but they are last in the alphabet, and that is the big fella, Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. Sprained his ankle, and we know that he's had multiple ankle injuries in his career. This is probably at least, well, they said at least two weeks or around that two-week mark, which is not great, but it's not the worst. With him out, this really fires up Dan Gafford. And if you didn't catch my drift from the Rui Hachimura trade show earlier today, Daniel Gafford is an ad everywhere. Gafford will start next to Kuzma, I think pretty clearly. Denny Avdia probably moves back and starts and plays 30 minutes, whether he's, or 28 minutes, whether he's must roster. I'm a little bit iffy on that. He could be a short-term stream for sure. There's obviously no Hachimura to take those minutes, but in the past, we've needed someone like Beal to be out so that Denny could handle the ball more. And with DeLon Wright, with Monte Morris, with Brad Beal, Denny's not going to get that point forward opportunity. So he might be an okay rebounds guy. He might get you some steals, but he's not going to be an absolute must-roster guy with Porzingis out, but Gafford is. You have to grab Gafford, I believe. To me, he is the clear pickup of the day with the Porzingis injury and the Hachimura trade, the clear winner of the day. And then Kedrick Nunn was traded, um, and he won't play. I don't think very much, because there is Beal, there is Morris, there is Wright, there is Barton, there's Johnny Davis, <laughs> apparently. There's Corey Kispert, and Nunn's bad, and he's not going to play, would be my guess. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, please thumb it up. Please leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.